Before I get to what I've never heard of before, let's pay homage to what I have heard of before. Therefore, happy, yesterday, Father's Day to all the fathers of all sexes and those acting as fathers. Photo by Christian Dina on Pexels.com While I've written about Juneteenth before, this is the first time I'm wishing you a glorious Juneteenth while it is a national holiday. Good on you, Ms. Opal Lee. On to the kidney part of today's blog. I've been a chronic kidney disease patient for 13 years and I have never, not even once, heard of cremazine until another patient mentioned it. Not having a clue as to what it was, I turned to the National Center for Biotechnology Information, and CBI, a part of the United States National Library of Medicine, NLM, which is a branch of the National Institutes of Health, NIH. This is from a 2019 study published there. AST 120, cremazine, consists of oral, spherical carbon particles that adsorb uremic toxins and their precursors within the gastrointestinal tract, allowing them to be excreted in the feces. Uremic toxins such as endoxyl sulfate and picresyl sulfate are abundant in the blood of chronic kidney disease, CKD, patients and are related to the progression of both CKD and cardiovascular disease. AST 120 was approved in Japan in 1991 followed by Korea, 2004, Taiwan, 2007, and the Philippines, 2010, for treating uremic symptoms and prolonging the time to initiation of dialysis in patients with progressive CKD. As reported in BMC Nephrology last year, ASCA effectively reduced serum as levels in moderate to severe CKD patients. Gastrointestinal symptoms were the most commonly reported complications, but no treatment-related severe adverse effects were reported. ASCA means oral spherical carbon adsorbent, a new cremazine-type medication. According to their website, BMC Nephrology is an open-access journal publishing original peer-reviewed research articles in all aspects of the prevention, diagnosis and management of kidney and associated disorders, as well as related molecular genetics, pathophysiology, and epidemiology. Hmm, it sounded like a pretty easy solution to slowing down the progression to dialysis and or transplantation, so why didn't I know about it? And why didn't you? Photo by Pixabay on Pexels.com Then I thought that it might have disastrous side effects and that's why it wasn't widely used in the United States. A 2010 Korean study in the Korean Journal of Nephrology disabused me of that idea. The most common adverse effects of AST-120 were gastrointestinal symptom, such as constipation, abdominal discomfort, nausea-slash-vomiting. While not pleasant, those remind me very much of the side effects of chemotherapy, you can live with these if you want to delay dialysis and or transplantation. I was having trouble finding more information about carbon-based medical products, so I thought I'd try a more generalized approach. Bingo. This is from a 2018 Henry Ford Health Systems Henry Ford Live Well blog. Many people are looking for ways to reduce inflammation and detox, so there's a huge market for these products. The problem is, there's no agency overseeing the safety or effectiveness of activated charcoal, and it's not governed by the Food and Drug Administration, FDA. I bolded that, it's so important. Breaking down the facts on activated charcoal. Before you slip some activated charcoal in your morning protein shake, it's important to note that activated charcoal is not the same as the charcoal you buy at Home Depot for your backyard barbecue, nor is it made from the same stuff as the char on your overdone toast. Instead, it comes from burning specific types of wood, including bamboo, birch and balsam, at super high temperatures, and oxidizing it. The particles left behind are almost pure carbon, so they're able to suck up moisture and chemicals. But that doesn't mean using it is safe or should be done without medical supervision. Here are, Facts you should know before you purchase anything with activated charcoal. 
photo by photographia on pexels.com. It draws out impurities. Charcoal has a rich history as a medical treatment. Its porous texture binds to toxins and prevents your body from absorbing them. That's one reason it's a staple in hospital emergency rooms. Doctors commonly use it as an antidote for food poisoning and drug toxicity. It can bind to medications, vitamins and minerals. Activated charcoal does bind to chemical toxins to flush them out but it also binds to nutrients. Take too much and you could compromise your nutrient status or interfere with the way your body absorbs medication. It can make blood pressure medication and even birth control pills less effective. It can help patients with kidney disease. For patients with end-stage renal disease, activated charcoal may be a viable alternative to dialysis. The reason, it binds to urea and other toxins, reducing the number of waste products that filter through your kidneys. If you have kidney disease, talk to your doctor. Again, my bolding. The bottom line. Activated charcoal is still a largely unstudied and misunderstood compound and as far as safety goes, consumers are at the mercy of the manufacturer. Any chemical that has the potential to do good also has the potential to harm. Only use activated charcoal under the direction of a medical professional, particularly if you're planning to ingest it. This is now our 3 on today's blog and I still haven't found any evidence that cremazine is FDA approved or sold in the United States. It is clear that it is used in other countries and can be ordered from those countries. But I wouldn't suggest it. I found prices ranging from $340 to $440.99 for 336 plus 500mg. Tablets. That's quite a discrepancy. Additionally, the granular form is still being sold even though it has harsher side effects. If you're interested, speak with your nephrologist. There may be good reasons that I wasn't able to unearth you shouldn't take this drug, effective or not. Then again, there may be good reasons to take it. Precision medicine dictates that we are all unique patients, and we are. What works for you may not work for me and vice versa. But wow! What if you were introducing your nephrologist to a new drug to help slow down the progression of the decline of your kidney function? I sort of doubt that would be the case, but it just might be. Until next week. Keep living your life.